This is Speaking with the Enemy on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Here is Louis Butko. Yes, the show is Speaking with the Enemy. The Enemy this week. Oh, not these guys again. Hey. Uh, they're three and zero against the Tie Cats this season. They are trying to finish off the season sweep. The Tie Cats would love a win since their only loss in the last four games has come against these very same Toronto Argonauts and discuss it. Mike Hogan is with us and uh, Hoagie will get to how well the Argos are playing in just a second, but obviously some big news. Anytime you can lock up Pinball Clemens. It's who? Who? Sorry, Michael? Is it Michael? Oh, that guy, yeah. I mean, really the architect of a very good team. This seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, he's uh, he's everything you expect and more. Um, having worked with him fairly closely over the last three seasons slash four years, um, you know I've known Mike for oh god twenty five years roughly. It seems like it anyway. And uh, you know it's just he's more than you expect when you deal with him on a day to day basis. Uh, there there are parts to Mike Clemens I didn't realize existed. I think we all know the glad handing. $4 million smile, unbelievable athlete, successful at everything he does guy. Um, but the one thing that I didn't realize about Mike um, was, let's say you think you have a spectacular idea. You've honed it, you've crafted it, and you bring it to Mike. Mike will hear this unbelievable, great idea, and within two seconds, make it better. He's He's got, I don't know what the knack is, but it doesn't matter who brings it. He has this knack of being able to sit back, kind of look not only small picture, but big picture at the same time and say, "Uh, yeah, what if we did this? And 99 times out of 99, it's a better idea. He's he's just got that knack. And um, he's everybody should be able to work with a guy like that once in their life. And I'm lucky to be able to working with that guy right now and and hope I never take it for granted. I mean, he is the architect of the team that we see on the field. And, and you know, full credit to Ryan Dinwiddie and the rest of the the staff and the scouting staff. But, I mean, Pinball is the man at the top. What What's different this time around with Pinball? I mean, he was, he's been around the team before, you know, the GM role, the coach role. Is there something that, that maybe he's, I don't say bought in more, but is, does he see his experiences helping him to where he is right now as, as the head guy, the top guy? Mike is, is unbelievable at delegating. Um, and then kind of expecting everybody in the organization to do their job do it exceptionally well and encourage everybody to keep doing it if it's working well. And he's not a micromanager, um, but he is more than willing to give sage advice at any given time to anybody in the organization, whether it be a player, a coach, uh, somebody on his uh, scouting staff, somebody in, in, in football ops like I am. And um, there's not a person in there, obviously, who doesn't respect Mike Clemens more than anybody that they know. And he's got the track record of A, being a winner, and B, being right. <laughs> so I think everybody, you know, if, if you don't, Mike Clemens, one of his great lines is, if if you're the smartest guy in the room, then it's your own damn fault. And what he has done is surrounded himself with the right people, but what he's done exceptionally well is pick the right people. Another gift that not every hire, you know, every boss has. So um, he's, he's just, he's a guy that checks off every box and, you know, you think the world of the guy, and then you spend time with him, and you like him even more. Uh, our friend uh, Danny Austin out there in uh, Calgary, I think it was last week, he had kind of a maybe a bold tweet where he said, you know, forget about this being the best Argos team ever. Is this the best CFL team ever? At 11-1, and one, they've clinched 
you know, a home playoff game. They're they're on pace, obviously, to to take over the East. Uh, you know, barring a disaster. But you've been around a lot of talented teams. What is it that makes this Argos team so good? I'll, I'll give credit to this uh, to Dan Ralph from Canadian Press. We were talking at practice today, and he said the one thing that impresses him the most it's such a, it's such a complimentary team. Um, you know, if the offense struggles then the defense is there and the special teams are there. If the special teams can't do anything, the offense and defense are there. And if the defense stinks, the offense will find a way to score, you know, 40 points and Javon Leak will have a touchdown run. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been very complimentary and there's been, there have been very few games when two of those groups have faltered at the same time. One of those was in Calgary and they lost. And it's the only game that Chad Kelly hasn't started and finished. They've, they've won the rest of them. Um, it's just a really good team. And, and people looked at me kind of funny at the beginning of the season. They said, you know, you got you lost Mac at quarterback. How are you going to be this year? And I said, I think we're going to be better. And I didn't know if that would translate into more wins and more losses, if it would mean a playoff spot. But on paper, and with a completely 100% returning coaching staff, this was a better team. If Chad could play at all, and I think everybody in the organization was confident that Chad not only could play, but he could play at an exceptionally high level. Um, I don't think anybody expected 11 and one, but you know, at the same time, the Argos being solidly in first place at this time of the season, I don't think surprises anybody inside our organization. We talk a lot near the end of the season about that, that bye week having to play the East semifinal, uh, you know, being around getting football, you know, not having that extended time off. Is there a challenge for Ryan Dinwiddie here on keeping his team motivated? Um, you know, you have you're going to have the East locked up in, in just a matter of weeks. Um, you know, you're, you're going to know your destiny, which is going to be that home playoff game in the East final. How does he keep the team motivated? How does the team motivate themselves when really the next few weeks don't won't really mean much to the Argos? Well, this week he's he's doing it by giving AJ Olat. You know your your favorite quarterback from the last game in Hamilton. Oh, that's uh, a cheap shot, uh, okay. Yeah, but no, he's giving him the day off. Uh, he's healthy, um, but it's like okay, the way that you run, your body could probably use a few fewer miles on the odometer. And you know he's all city miles. There are very few highway miles on that chassis. Um, and it's a chance for Dan out of a boy and Deontay McMahon to come in and play. McMahon, I believe, is going to be the starter. Um, and you know it's he's going to be going at 150 miles an hour because it's his first opportunity to show what he can do in professional football. Dan out has been in a, a role that has been there to, you know, back up AJ and back up Andrew Harris, and he's going to get some carries. So it's an opportunity to say, Hey, I can play this position. I'm not just a special teams guy. And he's going to have a starting offensive line in front of him. And he's going to have a starting quarterback and for the most part, starting receivers. Um, so that's how you keep the offense fresh. You don't have to do it as a wholesale change. Treat it like the guy's got a, a an ankle that's 95% and you, you want to sit him out for that game, even if he's healthy. And you're going to see the majority of starters. So, um, you know, this, I don't know if he's going to do it, you know, by group or if he's just going to have one guy kind of slide in there. But uh, against the Ticats on Sunday uh, or Saturday, you're going to get an opportunity to see a, a couple of young running backs who are extremely hungry and really want to show what they can do in pro football. What would it mean for the Argos to to sweep the season series? We talked about it last or last time these two teams played the Labor Day Classic. They were bringing that trophy 
Uh, so that if they had one, they cl- could claim it. Uh, so what would you it mean? Be- the ones on my desk right now? <laughs> no, it's okay. I believe you. I'll take your word for it. But what would yeah. it be for the Argos? You know, to to sweep the tie cats in a season series if they could manage to pull it off on Saturday. It wouldn't suck. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 ridiculously tough to win two games against a team in a season if there's. If the if if both teams have decent to good rosters, it's stupid if you go in three in a row. Going four in a row is just insane because it's not like the Ticats are a crappy football team. They're not. And 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 the way they're playing right now, we've seen in the last month that they are not the same football team that broke camp in in well, maybe that's not fair because the injuries hit maybe a game or two in. Mm-hmm. But this is not the same team that was playing in mid-August. Um, they found a groove. They found a young quarterback that looks really comfortable playing at this level. And there seems to be a little bit more swagger, which is, you know, we expect every time we play against Hamilton and what you guys expect every time you play against Toronto. Um, rivalries can be fun. And if you can if you can sweep your your uh, your rival, I know from from the from the player standpoint, they just want to win this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably heard a lot about one and oh, um, that's those aren't just words like uh, I'm, I'm sure that. A lot of the guys, but probably not all of them, know we play Winnipeg next week hmm. um, because they're so focused on playing Hamilton this week. Hmm. Uh, it, it, I've been on teams in the past where you could say, yeah, those, those are just empty words. That's just a slogan. This one ain't. Like, they are absolutely dialed in to see what can happen this week, and it's worked for them. Um, there's two catchphrases, 1-0 this week and 2% better every day, and, and the guys seem very determined to make sure that both of those come true. Saturday night under the lights at BMO Field. If it's anything like it is today, uh, I know the forecast is still looking pretty good. Uh, give Ticats fans a reason to hop on the go train and uh, and make it to BMO Field on Saturday, buddy. They can come down and watch uh, watch history in the making with a four game sweep. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I, I knew you'd I knew you'd go there. I, I you know the atmosphere, the breeze off the lake, you know. Uh, you know well, that's all gonna happen too, but yeah, yeah. you know, but look, I I found some really bizarre stats because every time for the most part in the last 15 years, we expect expected to play Hamilton, especially in Hamilton, and you know, s- drive down the QEW home stopping at 15 different fast food joints just because we were so depressed. You, you explain this to me. You mentioned the three and all this year, the average score of the three games this year, 35 to 19, mm-hmm. like the game has been close. And this one surprised me. Nine of the last 10 games have been Argo wins. And the total score is 302 to 190. Like thirty to nineteen in those games. That's, that's, I, all, the, that's all the time we have now, Mike Hogan. Thank you so no, much. You explain, <laughs> you explain that. How how has this gone from being Ticats' absolute domination to Argos' de, uh, absolute dominations? I I think that's called the law of averages, is it not? I mean, should we I not just expect? Uh, I, I listen. I I've had some great memories watching the Ticats crush the uh, Argonauts, especially yeah. uh, in that new building. But I I really can't explain it. And and you know, you brought up Ralphie. Uh, that being uh, 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 Jim Ralph, Jim Ralph, the other Ralph, Ralph. Jim Ralph yep. excuse me. Um, he and I had a very similar conversation in the press box where it felt like this Argos team was that Thai Cats team from that went to back to back great cups. You know, the, the 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 15 and three the year before that, that just looked like they were the sure thing to get in the great cup. Now I've had a lot of conversations with people who 
who kind of, and again, I'm, I know the a network I'm on and the Ticats audio network, no. but say like, yeah, the Ticats might make the East final, but the Argos look so good right now. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the scary thing is the Ticats are getting better. I agree with you. Taylor Powell week in week out is a better quarterback. This I expect him to be a better quarterback this week than he was last week. And he was a pretty darn good quarterback last week, but he's extending plays. He's doing everything that we saw Chad Kelly jump in and do for the Argos. And I, I like it. I, I like the idea of these young up and coming stars in the CFL. Yeah. No, I don't think Taylor Powell is ready to usurp Bo Levi Mitchell, who still has two years left on a, a big contract that he signed. And when Bo Levi's healthy, I expect it to be his football team, but you know, I, I think it's good for the league. And I scoffed at the beginning when people said, you know, Dave Naylor wrote that post about Chad Kelly and, and, you know, the amount of times that got sent around with an LOL emoji or a raised eyebrow yeah. emoji to me. And I, I agreed, but here we are, Chad Kelly's 11 and one, you know, they're about to clinch a, a, an East final date. They could, um, but it, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain as a Ticats fan. It's frustrating. I, that's for sure. I asked, I asked Naylor this in training camp. And uh, I was just curious because I used to be on that panel to pick the top 50 players. Yeah. And when I started working for the Argos, I said, nah, conflict of interest. You, yeah. you guys go ahead. Yeah. Um, and, and you're not only supposed to look at what happened last year, but you're supposed to look ahead. And I said, during camp, how many votes did Chad Kelly get to be on the top 50? And he said, none. Think about that now. That's it's, yeah. you know, it, it, and it's because and, it's, and I understand it because inside the building, we were confident outside the building. They weren't. And I understand that totally because you didn't get a chance to see him every day in practice. So I get that. But it's 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 interesting how and it would be the same thing if you had asked about Nathan Rourke a year ago. Yeah. Right. Is it, there's no room for that. The, the young quarterback in some people's eyes, you got to earn your stripes. And I think some of those guys have and, and, and your guy is right now. And I think our guy already has. Well, but should be a good one. Uh, the weather should be perfect. BMO Field, Lakeside. Where else would you rather want to be? You got one more stab for me, Hoagie? No, not one more uh, stab. But if if I can get this in, because on October 6th, this is our 150th anniversary season. Our 150th birthday game will be October 6th. The reason being the first Argo game was October the 4th, 1873. And this is it was the closest date we could get. Here's who we have coming back, and there are more names, but here's some of the people coming back for that game, along with Pinball Clemens. Doug Flutie, Rocket Ismail, Condridge Holloway, Terry Greer, Ricky Ray, Chad Owens, Damon Allen, Mookie Mitchell, Bill Simons, Carl Brazley, Rodney Harding, Joe Barnes. Wow. And that's that's those are kind of the bigger names, but it's just scratching the surface. Uh, October 6th, it's a game against Edmonton, and... You know, I know there are, uh, because, you know, the Hall of Fame being situated where it is, there are a lot of Hamilton fans who would just, I think, like to be a part of a pretty special night, the same way a lot of Argo fans were down last week for the uh, for the Hall of Fame game. Um, you know, it's 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 those nights that are special for CFL fans. So I invite Ticat fans to head down to QEW uh, to see, you know, a lot of guys who uh, gave you guys some fits. Some of, some of the guys played in both uniforms, uh, but I think it's going to be a really special night for CFL fans. Well put, Hoagie. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll talk to you very soon. Uh, you know, the next time we could be talking, uh, I guess technically would be setting up an East final. That's the only way you and I would be doing this again this season. I'm not saying it's uh, out of the question, though. So uh, stand it's by. It's not. <laughs> I, I don't, it could be you. could be Montreal. could be Ottawa. could be Edmonton. could be Calgary. No idea. But no one idea. thing we do know is the Argos will have a home playoff game. They took care of that. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, Hoagie, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill.